welcome to the Crone Zone. My name is Annie Conboy. I'm an intuitive medium and psychic, Reiki master teacher, Parashials Balm practitioner, teacher of mediumship and development and a crystal healer. I'm also a writer and painter and blogger. So lots of strings to my bow. Today, I'd like to talk to you about something that's always been um, a bit of a dilemma for me in running a spiritual business. And that is to charge or not to charge. When I was working as a therapeutic counsellor, it was very easy. Counsellors had rates, uh, clients came along and they paid whatever the going rate was. Uh, it was a structure that was uniform in my profession. There was an expectation that a payment would be received in order for that therapeutic hour to take place. It seemed quite cut and dried, although as a trainee counsellor, I did quite a number of voluntary hours in order to get my certification. And I continued to give some voluntary hours when I was paid because it felt like a very good and worthwhile thing to do in order that people who perhaps didn't have the resources could in fact get some uh, listening space. It was this model that I took into my mediumship. When I began to be develop as a medium, uh, when I began even uh, psychically to read oracle and tarot cards for people, there was still something there about uh, needing to charge because it is an, another industry where charging is part of the process. However, I soon recognised that it was rather more difficult to look at charging being a beginner. <laughs> um, it really was quite hard to encourage myself that having learnt this skill or, or developing this skill, that it would be appropriate for me to actually make a charge for what I was doing. It's interesting how that debate ran through the early times of giving readings, of feeling quite embarrassed to have to perhaps ask for a payment where none was originally offered. Uh, it's harder with friends to say, well, this is the fourth time I've done this reading malarkey for you. Uh, you know, could you give me something back in return? And even harder for families because you um, work on the basis in families that you're going to give each other things. So charging seemed to be quite fraught at the outset. Perhaps because I wasn't seeing it as any kind of a business. I wasn't expecting to make my living or earn a profit from my readings. 
So when I started to branch out from reading cards for people who were friends and family into reading cards who were actually friends of friends, perhaps even total strangers, um, the, the, the push came on me from my guides to start to work out was I valuing what I did? Now, um, the spiritual industry, and I want to call it an industry because at times that's how it feels, is very much uh, a strange combination of attitudes like it's a gift from God, so you have to give it away for free, or um, things like uh, I'm here to make a profit, it's a business, I want to be mega rich, and somewhere in the middle are a vast sea of people trying to work out what should be charged for, what doesn't get charged, um, how much uh, availability you can have and a whole set of presumptions that if you're on Facebook at 11 o'clock at night then you must obviously be ready and willing at the drop of a hat to do a reading for anybody and everybody who asks. It's very unusual uh, in, in a sense to be faced with a journey into your own exploration of your spirituality that spins out into opportunities to earn a living and making a balance between those things can drive you to distraction and I think it did drive me to distraction definitely. In the early days I certainly had a, a little ego trap which was all about I'm not good enough to charge. I'm not good enough to ask for any recompense for my time and energy. I ought to be giving this for free because I'm not worthy. My guides worked very hard to shake me out of that because that wasn't honouring me or my abilities or their time and energy either. They asked me to consider uh, what it would be like if I was doing my counselling still for free that that was it fair to be giving any kind of energy without an energy return and they sharp moved me on to uh, doing my Reiki training where I learnt the very valuable lesson that Dr Usui had spent years learning and that was that if you didn't charge something people didn't necessarily value what you were giving. That was quite a, a different perspective than I feel I'd been falling into. It pulled me out of that sense of I'm not worthy and started me valuing what I was doing because the I'm not worthy is the ego saying well whatever you do it's not good enough or it's not valuable in any way and um, stops you from really seeing that what you are giving is something that people need to exchange energy for. 
So I'm eternally grateful for my Reiki master teacher pointing this out to me and helping me to work through the, the natural ego uh, panic of, oh my goodness, perhaps I should be charging. If someone like Dr. Usui found that people didn't value what they were given, then surely I have to take notice of that too and stop worrying about the value of me and start thinking about helping people to value the assistance they were getting from their own loved ones and their guides and inspirers. Because that's what happens with doing cards. That's what happens with psychic work. It leads you into communication with guides, inspirers, loved ones, angels, all sorts of non-physical beings. And whilst they may be happy to give their time for free, they definitely want you to value your time. And one of the ways that we value it on this planet is to charge. So it led me to a position of taking very small steps into charging. I started with a charity jar and asked people to donate in there. I also told people make a donation to a charity that you support. <laughs> I'm not so sure how much got donated by people themselves certainly the charity jar stayed quite empty for quite a while and part of that was my reluctance to ask and part of that was not recognizing that you can have a spiritual business that it doesn't have to be a business based on a product and profits I think that's what we all stereotypically expect of a, busy, a business, that you will get something, be it a coffee or a, a meal or a book or a, a, some teas and coffees to take home. We, we expect products. And it's interesting that at that time, I was also trying to develop my channeled art to reopen into the world of creativity and wondering if these were products that also needed to go out and be charged for. I did gift some of my artwork away, most particularly uh, sent some artwork out, never got it back, never discovered what had happened to it. Um, lingering in somebody's bin somewhere probably it's it, it's what you learn in this learning curve of am I a business am I spiritual can you be spiritual can you have a business that was the phase I went into next because after all don't forget in the spiritual industry we do have a strong voice of people that say well it's a gift from God so you shouldn't charge me anything for what you give me no matter how much time, effort, training and energy you've put into it, I still want it for free. That's particularly prevalent with readings. I don't do free readings, ever. Not anymore. I remember when I did do free readings, being bombarded, absolutely bombarded, by people who thought it was appropriate to ask me any time, any day, 
to read for them because of course that's all I was sat there waiting to do. That was quite a lesson from my guides to help me to understand that yes, I could have a spiritual business, but it wasn't going to go far if all I was attracting was the people who were interested in pure, free, free stuff, who didn't see that there was any point in paying back. I did come to a point of being comfortable that I could do things for free. That was my choice. Like any business person, you can give freebies, you can give of your time, you can go and do a, a talk, you can invite people to come and share with things that you're doing. There's lots of different ways of giving for free. I didn't have to give my services for free, in a sense. And that was really useful because I did go and do talks and I did go and speak to uh, individuals and groups about different aspects of spirituality. Uh, I did enjoy these. Uh, I enjoyed uh, my work within the spiritualist centres and churches where I wouldn't particularly charge anything other than my travel because I felt that was appropriate it felt much better to me to be in a spiritual business where I could choose those things that I gave away for free and those things that I wanted paying for. And it moved me away from the issue of worth because there were people willing to pay. I had to be open to receive the payment I had to deal with my niggles of doubt about my abilities and also to decide whether I wanted to adopt the position that it was a gift that needed to be given for free and recognise that anything that's given for free may not be valued in the way that you intend it to be. And that's where the line was drawn with readings because I was finding that people didn't listen to what the spirit loved ones had to say. The reading wasn't worth anything to them, even though the awesome thing was I was connecting them with people who were passed to spirit. Even that wasn't being valued. And for me, that was the most important part of having a reading. To know that around you, you've got the people who love you. That they're not dead and gone forever. That they're still there, interested and active on your behalf. So if people didn't value that, what was the point at all of doing a reading? I'm glad that my guides helped me work through this because it became an important thing in terms of my business. I found that people felt I was accurate at what I did when I was reading. I found that people valued the readings because they paid for them in the first place, but secondly, because it focused their mind into listening to what their loved ones were saying. And I found my reward was not just the payment, not only the payment. It was seeing someone walk out of my room 
with the weight lifted off their shoulders. The added value of the reading, the added value of my service. And it helped me to understand that spiritual businesses add value. If you are working from the heart, which is what I believe spiritual businesses do, then what you put in is your heart and your energy and effort flows from that heart space. And that's what makes the added value so very, very important in looking at a business. Businesses thrive when they add value. How wonderful that my spiritual business could add this upliftment, this extra value. And it's the value that kept people coming back time and time again. Interestingly, I rarely, if ever, have advertised any of my readings. Um, it happens. Word of mouth. Guides. I get people brought to me. <laughs> so as a spiritual business, the value of charging is immense because it brings an added value that brings people back to me. I was really delighted to realise that. It may have taken me a year or two, and I know my guides were plugging away at me with it, but once I realised that aspect of charging was important to my spiritual business, it reinforced my commitment to give for free where I felt it would be most useful and to charge so that people could have the added value that comes from paying for a service. Of course, the difficult question is what to charge. I have to say that my prices for most things haven't gone up for a number of years. Every now and again, my guides come back to me and say, are you valuing yourself? <laughs> and I have to go through the loop of, am I? Am I charging the right amount? Am I comfortable with what I'm charging? Has the market moved on? Do I need to charge a little bit more? Is there added value coming from my readings I hadn't noticed before? I have to go around that loop because I do remember the very first charge that I made after the charity jar was for a £5 reading. That's what I felt it was worth. Never mind any idea of added value or what the person could get from that reading. And I recorded it and I posted the recording out <laughs> at, at, at a cost that certainly reduced the £5 I got for that reading. However, I did fairly quickly move up to £10. Then I was very brave. I went to £15 a reading because I was spending anywhere between 40 minutes and an hour on these readings and I finally decided I really deserved a decent hourly rate and eventually it went up to where it sits at the moment. My readings for the past 
three years, I think, have been £40. And they average out at between 45 minutes to an hour because I like to give people time to make sure that they can talk through anything that's come up in that reading. But that's not my only source of income now. My spiritual business has grown and diversified. I have a book that people buy. I have workshops that people attend. Development circles. I have uh, podcasts and YouTubes. Uh, I have all sorts of different streams of art income. My spiritual business has taken off because I recognised the need to charge. And I recognised where I added value. So I always work with my guides and ask them to check what charge I should be making. I always decide in the end, but they do nudge me and steer me forward in case I'm not really charging the best value. Sometimes the amount just drops in my head and I know that what I have to charge is that amount because the guides and inspirers know that that's the appropriate value. It is very difficult charging for my artwork because I value it as channeled artwork and I can see its added value with all of the energy that's stored in it. But not everybody else can. It's a bit like my readings. In the beginning, the temptation was to send the artwork out into the world at no cost whatsoever to anybody. I do post pictures of my artwork and that is a freebie. But my guys have helped me to see that it's very important that anything I produce goes out into the world with adequate recompense, a return of energy. And the form of energy that returns is money. Simply because with that money, I can invest in new equipment. I can offer more freebies. There are certain things that I'm delighted to be able to do free, like my circles and development uh, online, because that means I can give something from what's been given to me. And that's the way to keep the abundance flowing through a spiritual business. Receiving it in and sending it out to receive it back in again. I finally got to that recognition that that's really what spiritual businesses need to focus on. Not the profit and loss account, but the receiving in and the giving out and the receiving in again. This beautiful flow of energy that means that the love goes into what you do and goes out into the world and comes back to you to go into the next thing you do. That's the difference with a spiritual business. It's not about the bigger profits. The big profits come anyway. I, I love my spiritual business because it provides for me everything that I require and desire. 
what it it's about is knowing that I've increased the love out in the world in some way. I've increased the positive energy. And if I do that, it will find its way back to me without a doubt. So it's turned out after a long period of reflection and time and agonizing and debating, not to be a dilemma really, not to cause me the same issues that I had when I first started. Spiritual businesses are based on charging and not charging at the owner's choice for the things that the owner knows will add value to someone's life. And we do do loss leaders, those items that we gift to people in order to get them started on their own spiritual path. You'll always find me giving little crystals away here and there. You'll find me giving my development away mostly because for me, that starts someone on the path. And wherever that person ends up, you can be sure they will be engaging with a spiritual business of some sort to help them move forward. It may not be me. It may be something else entirely. It may be a healing modality. It could be um, uh, a book. It could be art. It could be anything. But what we're doing as a community of spiritual businesses is increasing the added value in the world, increasing the flow of love, increasing the ability to open to receiving as well as giving. I'm proud to be a spiritual business. I'm proud to be part of that. Yes, I get frustrated when I'm told I shouldn't be charging. Yes, I get annoyed when I see people charging for not very much and not with much added value or any added value. But it is what it is. A spiritual business will thrive if there is a balance of receiving and giving. A spiritual business will grow with that too. I know because that's how mine's grown. I've stepped back from the bottom line, stepped back from worrying about the money, recognised that charging is that exchange of energy that I need to keep my business open to receive and to give. And as we grow through this ascension period and come to understand what spirituality really is when it's lived, when you're walking the talk, I know that more businesses will look to the spiritual side of their products, their services, and will want to deal with that dilemma charge or not charge and recognize that there's a choice there's always a choice 
what's necessary is that you balance both sides of the equation. Thank you for listening.